Welcome to the Sailing Into Oblivion podcast. I'm your host, Jerome Rand. Hello, and welcome to Sailing Into Oblivion podcast. That's that's kind of how Matt Rutherford always uh, starts his show. I know I always start mine. Uh, good evening. Good morning. <laughs> welcome to the show. It's kind of funny because you do, you, you kind of have to snap into, uh, not the character by any means because it's just me, but... You still have sort of that thing that makes you just say the exact same thing every single time. <laughs> so I think that's kind of funny. But welcome to the show. We are, shout out Matt Rutherford, by the way. He's out, um, I was going to hook up with him uh, on the way going back down to the boat, which is where I am podcasting from right now. Unfortunately, well, fortunately, he's going out for the next 10 days to do a bunch of plastics uh data collection in the Chesapeake. If you're not uh if you're not sure who he is, although I'm sure everybody that listens to this show probably does know of him. Uh he is uh one of America's great solo sailors and uh he has a podcast single handed sailing and it's really, really good. Definitely worth a listen. He's a really, really cool guy, and I, I am looking forward to whenever it does happen, and I'm hoping it'll happen once he gets back and I head north for my last show to uh, sit down and have a nice long discussion with young Matthew and uh, see see what's uh, see what's going on. It'll be nice, you know. There's there's two people that I really want to sit down with. One is Matt Rutherford, and. Uh, the other one is our uh, our figure eight man. Um, why am I Randall Reeves? Why am I blanking on his name? Holy smokes! Yeah, I guess I'm just a little road weary at this point. Uh, putting we're getting close to like four. No, well, I think we're at like three thousand miles we've driven or something like that on this trip so far. And this is the third time that I have returned to Sparrow. Uh, both other times are just for like one night to do a check in and then sort of break things up. Um, but this time I'm here for the duration. And uh, uh, I guess before we start the show, uh, like I always say, if you want to support the podcast, uh, you can follow the link in the Patreon. Uh, and the huge, huge thanks. No joke. Big, big thanks to everybody that supports the show. I couldn't do it without you. I definitely wouldn't do it without you. If there wasn't at least uh, that sort of support and uh that, that pays for the mics, it pays for everything, so huge shout out. Uh, merch, obviously we got that, and uh, if you want to reach out to the show, sailingintooblivion.com. All right, done. So, I'm going to try something a little different. First and foremost, the watch is coming off. Oh, thank goodness. I have to stare at this watch quite a bit when I'm uh, doing these, when I'm, when I'm working, doing sailing instruction, things like that. The watch is crucial. When I'm up on stage, the watch is crucial. And when I'm out at sea, the watch is crucial. But guess what? I'm not out at sea. I'm actually on land. The flies are everywhere in this boat, my goodness. Uh, but I do have all the portholes open. It feels really good to get a little fresh air down here. But I'm here on the boat. I got 10 days. Uh, it is just after noon on the 22nd. Is it the 22nd? Yes, it is the 22nd. Yes, Sunday the 22nd of October. 
I'm on the boat. I got like 10 days before I got to head north to do a few more podcasts and then do the last show on this specific tour uh, up on Cape Cod, a private event, and um, then wrap this thing up. But So I have 10 days, and 10 days is a lot of time when you don't have a 9 to 5 that you have to do and then go and do projects on the boat. So I'm going to utilize every split second I possibly can. Uh, there's like a 98% chance that the boat is going to be mothballed for the winter because I do not have the funds to be able to launch her and uh, I need to keep working somewhere, but it doesn't seem like throwing the boat in the water and then trying to find a job is a sensible thing to do. I think uh, tuck and tail for, for the winter and trying to save as much money as I can uh, for a future endeavor starting possibly next fall. Uh, things are cooking, the brain is turning, and uh, I starting to come up with a bit of a game plan, but I realize that, uh, you know, over the past few years, it's been every single year, 2020, 2021, and 2022 have all been uh, sought after adventures that have ended with uh, not so great result as far as uh, setting out and completing the goal at hand. So, Knowing that and knowing the shape that uh, Old Sparrow sails and stuff like that are in, I definitely need to get new sails and get a bunch of new stuff for the boat so that she is seaworthy to go out offshore proper. And I don't know exactly. I have to shape up this goal. I don't want to like even drop seeds or anything like that. But hopefully it's going to involve a little bit of scientific uh data collection, maybe a collaboration. We'll have to sort of see. These are all just things I've been cooking up in my brain while I'm driving down the highway at 76 miles per hour. And um, yeah, I don't know. It could be could be pretty interesting. could be pretty cool. Um, but yeah, Sparrow needs a lot of work. So these 10 days are essentially going to be me ripping the last bit of teak decking off of this boat out of the cockpit uh, adding some fiberglass to that, fairing it all out, getting at least a base coat of, of primer paint on that, fixing finally, after all these years, the leak uh, around where the scuppers are on the port side. That's been the bane of my existence. I, I've literally had a tiny plastic tray in there collecting water uh, as it leaks through whenever I'm on a starboard tack and uh, that's just not going to cut it anymore it's time to lay some new glass down figure out I don't I still can't even figure out exactly where it's coming from from an eyeballing it point of view it looks like a completely sealed area but obviously somewhere water is getting in and it's getting in enough where it's just dripping right through. So something has to be done. And, uh, grinding and fiberglass is, uh, typically a pretty good solution for that sort of thing. So I'm going to go ahead and jump right into that. Um, Mongo's coming off of the boomkin and then the boomkin is coming off. I got a game plan in effect, for that uh, that does not involve, hopefully, I got to investigate. Once I get the wood from the boomkin removed from the stainless steel reinforcements uh, after Mago comes off, that's when I'll be able to really investigate the depth of the rot. But I believe uh, I'm going to cap that area with some of that G10 
and uh, use that as sort of the pseudo backing plate. And then the stainless will go over that so that it is uh, a little, little bit better uh, as far as keeping any moisture out in the future. And also, I don't know, if I paint it the right color, it should look pretty cool. Um, it's going to be essentially like a, back, a huge backing plate on top of the boomkin um, that is sort of fared right into it. I don't know. I'll, I'll have to do some pictures. I think for this project and for this, uh, this little 10 day or on the boat, I'm going to definitely do some video. Not going to be like the video I've done before when I was trying to do the gallows and stuff. I think it's going to be more of uh, okay, this is what I plan to do. And then, you know, show it afterwards. Cause trying to video while you're actually working and stuff is so annoying. And it's, it's boring. It's boring to watch like fast forward person working. I don't know. It just seems stupid to me. So in any event, I do want to capture some of it because uh, I definitely want to, I haven't done anything on the YouTube channel uh, for a while and I want to make sure I keep that thing going. So we'll hopefully you'll have some of that stuff to look forward to. Uh, that channel, obviously sailing into oblivion on YouTube. It's all the same. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so deck boomkin, hopefully be able to, well, not hopefully I will have to essentially get a lot of this done, uh, just in the next few days. I got to look at the weather, make sure we're not just going to get rained on and all that sort of stuff for a long time. But, uh, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of holes to fill underneath that deck. So that'll sure all that up. I would love to cut in some lazarette, like, uh, cockpit compartments, but that's a little bit beyond my skill set. And, you know, when you do add those sort of things, uh, in a way it does weaken the structural integrity just a little bit. So I figure I don't really need them anyway. It would be really nice, though, to have an access point to the top of those fuel tanks. That would be really, really beneficial. So I don't know. That's kind of the nice part, though. You get rid of all that decking and you go back down to fiberglass, you know, you can... You can sort of clean it all up, make it look good, paint it up pretty and all that sort of stuff. But if you need to, you can cut right into that because you can uh, replace it all, make it all disappear. And uh, that's kind of cool. If you're, if you're going in and you've got to remove the deck and then go through the fiberglass to make a access point and you plan on trying to replace all the deck. Oh, my God, that's just a nightmare. I couldn't even... Like I couldn't even fathom having to go through all that, but a fiberglass, fiberglass is pretty easy to work with when you uh, when you have a little bit of experience with it. So I don't know, kind of food for thought, I suppose. But yeah, essentially, what I think I'm going to try and do with this podcast uh, for the duration of my time down here is actually do little check-ins and then once I get you know midweek or whatever because I like to put out the podcast Wednesdays and Wednesdays and like Saturday or Sunday so one midweek and one weekend show and I think what I'd like to do is just do yeah like 15-20 minutes every day maybe at the end of the day trying to just update how things are going and what's working what's not working and all that sort of stuff and then just uh kind of go from there uh and then once i get to like an hour or so i'll put that out or once i get to whatever day i want to put it out i'll put all the stuff out so that's sort of the game plan at this point the other thing that definitely needs to happen as i look around this filth 
and this mold stricken boat. Although most of the mold is already out, but I'm already starting to feel my nose start to, uh, you know, uh, get a little congealed if you will. But essentially a lot of this, there's, there's like the old Lee board that's broken in half that I repaired. That's still sitting in here. And that wood is, you know, it's slowly collecting more and more mold. So I think today's plan really is going to be to go through and find any and everything that I'm going to either replace or I don't need anymore and get it off of the boat. So big sort of clear out, probably a big clean up, wipe down, all that sort of stuff, make it a bit livable. And, uh, and then tomorrow morning, start uh, ripping that deck off and probably try and get Mongo off of the boat. And that's probably going to be a good start. I'm going to have to rerun a couple halyards to... You know, I've got the running back stays, but, uh, or the check stays, whatever you want to call them. So that will support the mass without the back stays up. But uh, throwing a little extra, as I am in Hatteras and the weather gets a little uh, unpredictable, if you will, uh, I'm going to make sure I want to have at least uh, a halyard or two up there as a temporary backstay while the boomkin and all that sort of stuff are off of the boat, just to give it a little semblance of the illusion of safety as i like to say but that's going to be kind of the game plan i'm actually i'm actually kind of excited i mean you know coming down here sometimes you hop on the boat and it is a little bit daunting to think of all the projects that you have to do and all that sort of stuff but you choose your mindset in a lot of ways like right now i'm fortunate i've got this break in between all these shows again big shout out to everybody that supported me for the trip up there in New Jersey. They were just awesome shows. Everybody that came out, it was super fun. And uh, a lot of Q&A, lots of just mixing it up and having a ball with it. And ah, I just love that. It, it, it reinvigorates you know, everything. And it, you, know, you get so many doubts as someone who is trying to go out and, and, you know, I mean, essentially sell this story and, and have people pay you to, to come and, and tell this, this tale and, and share this experience. Um, you know, there are times where enough time goes by between events that all of a sudden you start doubting that you're like, man, this, this story isn't worth when I'm charging this story, you know, but then you go and do a couple of these things and, and you spend an evening with a group of people and you realize that, yes, in fact, actually it, it is. It's it's a great time. And uh, big thanks to everybody that helped not only organize that and book some of that stuff, but also house me as well. You know who you are. You know who you are. So I really, really appreciate it. But yeah, so we're um, we're going to get to work here. Oh, I've just, you know, driving back down, I sort of. I've always said that one of the greatest aspects of of taking on challenges is that it gives you this very poignant, I don't know if that's the right word or not, but it gives you this direction. It gives you this, this focal point that you are heading towards. So like, I want to be able to do that two, three, four years from now. These are the steps that I'm going to take to get there. And so every single day, when you are not asleep, you are essentially working towards that goal. So everything that you do has a little bit of purpose into why you are doing it and to get to that goal. And when you don't have that and you're sort of just mulling through, it can be 
pretty easy to get a little jaded, to not be excited about what you're doing, to not um, know why you're doing things and to feel like a lot of doubt and all that sort of stuff. And again, this is all just in my own experience, but when you do have that, um, you've got that goal, you've got that thing off in the distance. So you're like, oh man, you know, a day, a hard day of work in the rain. I know exactly why I'm doing it and I know exactly why uh, it's worth it for me to go down there and do it and do the, to the best of my ability. Cause that's one more day, one more step closer to attaining the goal that I'm looking for. Um, and it's not all about just being like hyper-focused on some goal. You also have to enjoy what you're doing while you're doing it. But it, I don't know, it kind of almost feels sometimes like it gives you a little bit of freedom because you're, you're not, you're not sort of just aimlessly going through and doing something you you've got that goal so you've got that excuse of like oh yeah i know i'm working this crummy job right now but like i might as well enjoy because once i get to my goal and do that and and all that and i look back at all the work that i did i'm gonna laugh about how you know funny it was that i was working you know doing blah 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 and and how miserable that was but holy cow look how it all paid off so you know, you almost have to project yourself into that position a little bit. And that's what I've been trying to do. And I think as, as my, you know, two, three year plan sort of starts to, um, materialize a bit more and everything gets sort of, I don't know, uh, the gears start to turn. Well, then, uh, I'll start feeling it a little, I'm already feeling, I'm feeling a little, eh, a little energetic, a little like, Whoa, all right, let's get some, some of this stuff done. So I don't know. I think it's pretty cool. And, uh, Without further ado, I got to get to work. So that's this is going to be like part one and part two will be, I don't know, maybe at the end of the day today. We'll have to sort of see. Probably tomorrow. I wouldn't doubt it'd be tomorrow. But anyway, thanks for listening. And uh, this break will only be a second for you, but it'll probably be 24 hours for me. All right. Good morning. Take two. Holy smokes. Tried to do this before, but I was yawning so much it just was terrible. It would have been uh, quite infectious. <laughs> so I'm going to save everybody the uh, agony of listening to a podcast or yawn. I only got a couple minutes into it. But anyway, uh, we are now in the morning, the very, very chilly morning of day two uh, or day three. Uh, yesterday, I was wiped by the end of the day. There was not, uh, I think I was in bed by like eight o'clock, if not earlier. But, ooh, that coffee is good and hot. It was freezing last night. Holy cow, I forgot how cold it gets when your boat is on the hard and it's cold out. Jeez Louise, I've got this little, really, really tiny uh, space heater. The smallest one I've ever seen, actually. Uh, smaller than a six-pack of beer. And, yeah, essentially, uh, power went out last night. Uh, let me just uh, pause and... Uh, well, I'm not going to pause again. I'm just going to blow my nose. Oh, disgusting. <laughs> oh, gotta love it. Um, yeah, around like 2.33 in the morning, the, the breaker went off. And uh, so I lost my little heater. And shortly thereafter, I woke up because all I have is this tiny blanket. I got to get my sleeping bag. Uh, I got to run that through the wash or something got some mold on it but uh essentially yeah got up and 
had to waddle myself down the ladder and go and flip the breaker and come back up, turn a few other things off, and then uh, and then turn the heater back on. But boy, there was no way I was going back to bed until until at least it warmed up a little. Threw a bunch of extra clothes on. Woo! Holy smokes! Finally got to bed around like four thirty, five ish, and uh, mm. then yeah, just uh, slept for the last three hours. So feeling pretty good. Needed that. That would uh, that was definitely uh, my back. I was sleeping on my uh, sleeping on my side or something like that, and that that was definitely not. I woke up. My back was killing me. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I gotta. You get like a new topper or something or some memory foam action. I, I don't know. I Or so when I went back to sleep, I just slept on my back. And uh, so that definitely feels a lot better. So that's the solution for for my time here on Sparrow in that not so comfortable bed. Um, actually, it's a comfortable bed. It just, I don't know, can't sleep on my side in it for some reason. That's a, I'm a side sleeper. I like to sleep on my side. Um but yeah, so oh, got up and now I'm up and got some coffee and uh, ready to hit the bricks, continue on because yesterday was a huge day. It was awesome. Um, we were able to get Mongo off of the boat pretty easily. That was sort of the morning project. I'm kind of looking at it, you know, puzzling, like, what do I want to do here? What do I want to do? And, you know, initially I had uh, planned on also ripping out the deck. I don't know if that's a smart option. Um, you know, we're already on the – today's uh, October 24th. Um, I suppose I still have – I have a week. I have seven – total of seven, eight – Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight days uh, until I got to start driving north. <sighs> Actually, maybe nine. I don't know. So I might, um, maybe I will rip that deck out. I got to see if I can get fiberglass. I think that's about the only thing um, preventing me from from ripping all that out. But uh, in any event, the boom kit and everything is off. I was able to separate it from the stainless steel reinforcement. The stainless steel looks really good. Um, but, yeah, the wood was rotted. Uh, it's Doug fir, Douglas fir. And though it's nice and strong, it's also um, where these carriage bolts were going through the top. You know, I tightened it down too much and cracked through whatever epoxy was laid over the top of this stuff. Plus, it's... Has these stupid little side things that are epoxied onto it. Pieces of wood that are, you know, a quarter inch or something like that thick, if not less. And so dumb. Oh, my gosh. It just doesn't make any sense uh, why they would have that. Because once pressure is applied to it through the mounting for Mongo or through anything, it, you know, obviously it's going to start peeling that off. So one of them looked okay, one of them didn't, and uh, as I was sanding and grinding all that stuff off of there, uh, eventually, yeah, it just popped off. But, you know, because it, it, it couldn't be in any way, shape, or form uh, structural, I just got rid of it um, and sanded all that down. And those, the two pieces of wood are hanging right now with varnish on them, and I'm going to just put... 
I'm going to keep putting another coat of varnish on every single day um, until until it's ready. I'm not looking for I'm not looking for a you know to the nine sort of finish on these. Um, I just want them to be protected from the water, so as many coats as I can get, the better. And then uh, I just have to figure out a better way for uh, displacing sort of the pressure that's on these things. Um, I think for. Oh, well, the game plan for these carriage bolts. So there's three carriage bolts on the end that go through the deck in the cockpit. And then the whole thing hangs over the, uh, hangs aft, uh, over the rudder and the stern and all that sort of stuff. So what I have is I have G10 and I have that in quarter inch and that stuff is strong. So I went and took a quarter inch off the top where all this rot was and everything. And there's still a little rot deeper in that you can see the blackened wood, but it's very minimal. Once I went and took a circular saw and just did a whole bunch of cuts, 18 inches back, and then just chiseled all that out and sanded all that. So that took care of most of the rot. And now what I'm going to do is I've got these two G10 plates that I'm going to put on top. So ideally when it's finished, I'm going to paint the G10 uh, I'm going to get it all cut out and, and uh, <coughs> done up so that that's going to be a little tricky. I'm not going to lie. But in any event, um, the G10 plate will go on where the carriage bolts go in and all that sort of stuff. Everything else will bolt right through it with like the stainless steel because it's, it's essentially I cut a quarter inch of the wood out for the end 18 inches of each plank. And the G10 is going to go in its place. I'm going to 5200 that right in so that that's stuck there. And that'll hopefully seal everything and uh, <clears throat> allow those carriage bolts. They'll have that whole plate to, to you know, freaking adhere to. And uh, I'm kind of thinking about maybe doing the same thing up where Mongo's uh, Mongo's mounting. So there's, that's the only other question is there's two other spots. And I think there's other ways to do it, to be honest. Um, other, other things that I could put up there as more of a backing plate so that it's not squeezing the wood quite as hard because Mongo has to be locked in pretty good. Um, Mongo's no joke when it comes to wanting, wanting to be solid and, uh, really through bolted in there and i think <clears throat> maybe underneath i can do some g10 plates um because yeah you wouldn't even see those really and then on top it's just one one little bolt uh that is gonna need some sort of backing uh for each one so i, I should say four um hmm. i'm pondering it with my noodle right now, trying to figure out what's going to be, oh, what's going to be the best way to do that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But in any event, that's the game plan just to sure that whole thing up. And so each day I'll do a little more varnish on that. And then I'm trying to think today, today I'll probably start with a little bit of cleanup because it is just a disaster up there. Like grinding all this stuff off of there was just nuts. Um, I'm going to clean up and inspect that. Uh, the stainless, make sure that's all looking really, really good. It does. Uh, it's got an old like varnish and stuff on it. But other than that, it looks like it's super style. That stuff is heavy duty. 
But I mean heavy, I mean really heavy. Um uh, after I do the cleanup, then I guess yeah, I'll probably ponder a little bit and see see what the heck's the plan with uh, the deck. Because if I can get some fiberglass, uh, that would be that'd be nice to do uh, for sure. Um, there's the other thing is I'm gonna go through some of the supplies, see what how much bilge coat I have and stuff like that. Because I'd like to paint inside of some of these cabinets. That's pretty easy to do. Um, just to make them look nice and all that sort of stuff. Cause you know, when you're doing a lot of these different projects, you like, it'll take me 30 minutes or something like that to put another coat of varnish, uh, as soon as it's warm enough, uh, on those, those pieces of wood. But then essentially that's it for the day. Um, and so I want to have other things to sort of fill my time so I can do that and then go ahead and do something else. But, I've got so much sawdust on this boat. I think I'm going to run out, grab a hose, and then clean out the cockpit and all that sort of stuff. By that time, then probably do some uh, do some varnish work and then start looking at uh, logistically everything else. I can clean up that G10 and get the sort of the top edges all beveled and all that sort of stuff looking good. Um, maybe I will measure it out. That's going to be one of the tricky things is punching, punching, uh, squares for those carriage bolts, uh, into G10. I think the only thing I'm going to be able to do is use the tiniest drill bit I have. And, you know, luckily it's not a microscopic <laughs> square, but I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to make a square out of, out of that. That'll, that'll at least seize up on those, uh, on those carriage bolts, but I think with that and then a Dremel, it should be okay. I can't imagine that it'll be too hard. Um, but I got to get them in just the right spot so that they that it all comes together perfectly. Uh, ooh, coffee is good. Feet are cold. But yeah, so um, I don't know. That's uh, that's sort of the game plan. <clears throat> I was really happy though with yesterday getting. Getting a lot of it, uh, not only deconstructed, but already started to revamp it and get it back up in uh, in functioning order. The you know the goal is basically the end of the month here to then start reinstalling all this stuff uh, and make it so that it looks super stout and is uh, is essentially ready for the winter because it's looking uh, more and more more and more likely that uh, the boat's going to stay out of the water. Uh, for this winter, but hey, you know the nice part about being up here, uh, or being down here this far south, is that um, you know you could still put it in, get out there and rip across that Gulf Stream. It's gonna be like seventy something degrees, but you know who knows, who knows. I'm gonna figure out jobs and all that sort of stuff. But <clears throat> yeah, other than that, I had cleaned the whole boat, got Sparrow all nice and looking sharp and everything and uh cleaned all the the cushion covers and all that sort of stuff for down below so it actually felt really good and then i started working and now it's all a complete disastrous mess but that's okay uh i'm okay with that because i've done it so many times it's one of those things where you just you just expect it you know what's going to happen and you just let it go but there's just so many different things <laughs> piled up all around. 
So it is a little bit crazy, but hey, you know what? That's life in the yard. Um, yeah, so looking forward to another good day. Um, that's kind of really just my update for today. Uh, maybe I'll do another one this evening. But yeah, the big question remains, will I start ripping this deck off? Uh, I kind of have a feeling I'm gonna. I mean, you know, worst comes to worst, and I just... I rip that deck off and then I fill whatever holes there are. And then after that, just, uh, <clears throat> after that, just go ahead and, uh, I, I, I do want to lay a whole layer of glass down, but maybe I got to check it out and see what, what's what and how it looks and everything. Um, cause see, I, if I recall, uh, when I ripped the rest of the deck off of the rest of the boat, it essentially was down to the gel coat, um, and it had the old, the old non-skid and all that sort of stuff. So somebody, or no, it wasn't, I don't know what it was. It was, it kind of looked like the non-skid. I don't know. We'll have to sort of see, but you know, I get a hanker and I'm just going to grab that chisel and start, start ripping it off. I remember doing that with the deck back up there in Rockland, Maine, and that was something. Holy smokes. Uh, I ended up taking like a time-lapse, a time-lapse thing, but it was an old GoPro, so it was just pictures, um, which it was still pretty cool, but uh, yeah, it just shows me shuffling around the deck and the deck disappearing, but yeah, I don't know. I, I think, you know, I'd be stupid not to uh, utilize this time to do that. I've got all the stuff I need to be able to do it, and uh yeah, I think I just answered my own question, so I think I'm going to rip the deck off. <laughs> Get that finito, and then that'll give me a good good bit of time for painting. The other thing I was thinking, though, is that I need to get a new winch for the mast. The main halyard winch is uh, a single speed, and it's too small, and... Uh, the reason I put it up there, I switched it out from the single single speed. Uh, or no, I, I don't know if those are single speed. I don't think that. Yeah, 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 they're single speed. The old Bar Barlow, you know, not even self tailing. <clears throat> I had two of those on the on the mast, and essentially wanted I wanted to have a self tailing one for uh, for the main because the jib jib just rips up there real fast and it's no big deal but the main or when i'm reefing all that sort of stuff i kind of wanted to be able to lock it in and use one hand for whatever i'm doing and the other hand to crank the only problem is uh the winch i put up there was a little too small it was the only one i had at the time spare one um it's one of those like lumar ones but uh essentially I had originally had that as my main sheet halyard uh, winch, and it just was a little underpowered to pull that mainsail in when it was uh, when it was really windy. And so I switched it out with a double speed, and uh, the double speed looks to be the same size. Um, maybe the actual drum is just a little bit bigger, but. Um, I think the base and the innards and all that sort of stuff are the same. Ideally, the base is the same, and it has the same uh, through-bolt holes because if that's the case, then I can just switch it out and I can at least 
bring it back and uh, maybe use it for the stasel halyard or something like that. Uh, I'm not 100% sure. I'd like to get another one, but they're $1,500, so <clears throat> we'll have to sort of see on that. But yeah, I don't know. Um, that one, that's another project that I got going that I want to do. And, uh, you know, a few other little odds and ends. Uh, but we'll kind of keep updating as we go. This is day entering day three. And we're on a roll, so we got to keep the momentum going. And uh, that's exactly what I'm going to do. So as soon as it warms up just a little bit more, it's nice and sunny. The weather looks good for the week. So this is definitely a week that I want to walk away from this boat knowing that uh, we really put the old throttle down, as we like to say, before heading on north to uh, our last talk. All right, that's the update for today. Thank you for listening, and uh, here goes the next one. And and we're back. Yes, we are. It's another day. It's warmer out today, thank goodness. And oh, I'm feeling the grind of the grinder calling me. Oh gosh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a heck of a day because I ripped all of the teak deck off of the cockpit yesterday. Ugh. Man, the uh, boomkin wood is, is getting varnished. I'm on the second coat. It's starting to look pretty good. I'm using the cheapest varnish I could find. <laughs> and it's going to be interesting to see how that changes. You know, they've got all those fancy, like, schooner and, um, I don't know, all those other ones that I've always used. Uh, you pay 50 bucks or whatever for a quart. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just went into Ace Hardware, and I got some uh, some spar varnish for... I think it was like 20-something bucks. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Uh, I think I'm going to be able to get probably six coats on, six or seven. So that'll, I mean, it looks really exactly the same as all the others. but uh, And it says it's UV and it's for outdoors and all that sort of stuff. A little experiment going on. I don't know. I don't know if it'll go good or if it'll bite me in the, uh, the behind. We'll see. Mm. But... Hey, you know it is what it is. Uh, sometimes you gotta, sometimes you gotta pinch those pennies. But uh, yeah, and I, I kind of <clears throat> got to the stopping point there. I made my my G10 um, sort of backing plates for the top of it for the carriage bolts, um, and then I'm sort of looking around and I'm like, well. Uh, since Boomkin's off, it's probably a good time to to go ahead and just start ripping this deck off. Let's just do this. So, holy cow! I mean, we're talking over over the whole area in the cockpit. There might have been about maybe twenty screws total. There's about two hundred screw holes. Some of them, the most of them are filled, uh, but most of them, a lot of them aren't. So there were just open holes kind of in the deck uh, and a lot of spots where I essentially, you know, peeled the deck up and there was water underneath and it hasn't rained down here for a while. So definitely glad that I did what I did and it's going to, in the end, I think be quite nice uh to prevent any sort of water intrusion and stuff like that um you know it was just that decking was i don't know it was just it wasn't put in correctly um just like when i ripped the the decking off the rest of the boat so hey you know 
Glad I'm getting it done now, and uh, today I got to grind it all, grind all the gel coat down because it's odd. I mean, it looks like just like when I did the stuff forward, it looks like this boat was finished with non-skid to be just a fiberglass or you know um, a non-teak deck. But I don't think that West Sail made them that way. I think they used teak deck on all of them, so I I don't really know. Um, I do know that it was it was epoxied in pretty haphazardly because a lot of it came out real easy. You know, you just grab a chisel and a screwdriver and a wedge and uh, just a hammer, and it starts like popping out like crazy. So <clears throat> I don't know. We'll we'll have to just sort of see. I'm gonna grind it all down today, then see about getting some fiberglass and uh, you know, gotta gotta get some uh, some resin and all that and. And then just goop that stuff on. It actually is a pretty easy process when you're laying it down. Um, you know, as long as you cut the glass out well and get the get the template in there perfect, then you go ahead and splash that coat down. And I'm going to use chop strand. And uh, essentially, yeah, it, um, it's a rinse and repeat of what I did up forward and along the sides of the boat. So should be pretty good. But I also will grind away at uh, where the scuppers are so hopefully that will finally I'm going to add a whole layer of glass under that and that's going <clears> to <throat> I hope arrest that leak in the port side scupper that I've had for all these years and uh, I don't know it could be could be pretty cool and then <clears throat> somewhere along the line I would like to get uh new cushions for the cockpit and some some really thick ones actually i think that would be pretty cool so should be nice uh hopefully get everything painted up at least with the base coat um i think this is going to be a job that essentially by the end of or by the beginning of next week when i have to start getting ready to go north my goal is to have at least a base coat painted down on this thing um you know, just white because I'll, I'll go with the yellow, uh, deck coloring again. But, uh, if I get just the base white down, everything's cleaned up and looks good that way, you know, it can spend the winter, the, the yellow that's up forward doesn't look great. It's, it's definitely faded and all that sort of stuff. So it needs to be redone. But, um, yeah, essentially the goal is to be able to pretty her up, uh, come next summer in preparations for you know whatever happens uh in the future so get the base coat of white on there so the uv doesn't just eat the fiberglass alive uh and um put the boomkin back on and put uh put mongo back on the boat that's that's sort of the game plan and i think we should be able to do that if as long as i can keep the the train moving my back is absolutely killing me but it's not so bad that I can't just get up there and grind and stuff. Um, so there's not a huge amount of like heavy lifting. It'll be a little hard to do uh, <clears throat> to get Mongo up there, but I'll come up with a game plan for that. It might not actually be all that hard, to tell you the truth. Uh, I think the way it's set up, uh, I can I can get that halyard back on it and just slowly creep it up using that and then get it right into place but mm, i'm not gonna worry about that right now <clears throat> all i want to do is uh grind and i'm i'm really excited to get 
this this round of grinding out and then i can sort of start cleaning up the boat a little bit more it's uh it's pretty disheveled in here and i am just filthy like i you know after after yesterday i thought like ah, i should probably take a shower i was just like no there's no point i'm gonna be filthy from the get-go so i'm just sort of i'm all i feel like all dry like a pile of dust at this point but that's okay um all part of it and uh yeah i get to get the get the get the grinder out again this morning that's gonna be a long one but that'll feel good once i get that all down to just bare fiberglass then then i'm gonna be feeling pretty good i'm gonna go through and see what supplies i have right now as far as that because i wasn't really planning i can't remember if i was planning on doing that or not um because I definitely didn't look for fiberglass, but I can find out where the nearest place I can get some is and uh, and just sort of go from there. But mm, it is kind of neat to see progress being made and, and all that sort of stuff. But essentially, with the, with the varnish stuff being on one end of the boat, I'm going to be blasting dust all over the place. So I got to make sure I'm going to do the varnish after I do this grinding and... Uh, and that gives that varnish a little bit more time to to cure up and everything. So, yeah, should be should be pretty good. I'm feeling feeling confident with everything. And if I could get my back sorted out, I think it's from, I think it's from the the sleeping arrangement that I have on this on this boat. I think the cushion and that crummy little memory foam thing is just not doing it at all. So I gotta figure something else out because, wow, uh, it. I would say it almost feels it almost feels at the end of the day like like the uh, same thing I went through back in uh, back last winter with with my back and the the sciatic nerve and all that sort of stuff. But it's not it's not affecting my leg. So I don't I don't really know. All I know is my chiropractor up in Michigan is definitely going to get a visit uh, in a couple of weeks. That's for sure. Straighten me right out, but. Uh, yeah, so we'll, uh, we'll see. I don't know. There's not a whole lot else. Let's say, you know, when I'm in the yard, life is, is very much just revolving around the projects that I'm trying to do. And, uh, you know, you, you basically put in your eight, 10 hours and then finish up and you kind of just sit around and, and do nothing. <laughs> Try to. Luckily, there's not, there's not really good internet here, so you can't get distracted too too quickly uh by anything and uh yeah i don't know i was God, i was so mad i went hopped in the bunk last night with the one of those jack reacher novels new one one of the last ones that's still on the boat that i didn't have to get tossed because all the mold and uh, i crack into it and it's the one that already came out as a major motion picture it's called one shot but it was essentially the original the first jack reacher movie and yeah, once you already know the plot, I know the books a lot of times are, are better than the actual movie, but it's sort of like, eh, I don't want to read that. I want something new. I want, I want, I want the, the world's most intelligent hobo to tell me uh, a great story. <laughs> I don't know why, why his, his, uh, Lee Child's books resonate with me, but they definitely do. There's something about that <clears throat> simplistic sort of vagabond lifestyle that, that that dude, 
lives, you know. He doesn't even have, he only has the clothes on his back, an expired military ID and money, and that's all he keeps. Uh everything else is I think there's one book where he talks about um baggage. He's like the guy the cops are always like, "So you don't have any luggage? You don't have any bags?" And he's like, "No. I don't want any bags because if you have one bag, then Pretty soon you're going to have two bags and then you're going to need a car. That's pretty funny. Keep life as simple as humanly possible and every day is an adventure. But other than that, I don't know. I don't have a whole lot to uh, to chime in about, um, but I definitely wanted to put all three of these together as a, a quick little pod, a little update, a little like here we go. For this lovely Wednesday, I got to see if the internet, uh, if I'll be able to get a, a strong enough signal to download or upload this uh, to everybody, and uh, we'll kind of go from there. Um, and then I've got a couple in the bank for the weekends, so yeah, we should be should be pretty good. But uh, other than that, I, I'd say thanks for listening, everybody, and I got to get to work, but. Uh, you know, well, I'm I'm gonna probably just keep doing these updates. So this one will be like part one, I suppose, of the update session uh, of how the yard period goes, and then uh, there will be a, a round two. So this was the deconstruction, uh, and hopefully the next one will be the reconstruction session. So other than that, thank you all very much uh, for listening, for the support, and uh, send the email sailingintooblivion.com, and uh, we'll talk to you again later. <laughs>